the grade cricketer is a Twitter stream. It's about playing cricket at the grade level. It's a tough, mean, dirty, dirty business being a grade cricketer. A lot of cricketers, you know, that's all they know. They've mm. done it since they're 10 and they have a deep-seated fear of change. But the grade cricket is all about being the most alpha version of yourself as possible at all costs and at all times. I don't bat or bowl. I just feel a gully, count the number of dot balls in a row, sledge 15 yards, make me feel better about myself. Thanks, Thanks champ. champ. Oh, no, you called me champ. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Grey Cricketer Podcast on Fox Sports. My name is Ian Higgins. I'm joined by Sam Perry and Dave Edwards. Hello, boys. Great to be with you, Higo and Heza. Great, great to be back. Yeah, what well, I was pretty fucking forgotten yesterday, to be honest. It's been a while since we had brash opening. It's a brash <laughs> opening, and that's why you can see the E for explicit next to the next, <laughs> next podcast. Um, it's been a while since we've all been together. Um, I'll, I'll start by caveating that we can also hear the humming. It's because we're in Cricket New South Wales offices uh, at the SCG, and it's in an air-conditioned room. And we're not in our usual recording studio. That's why you can hear some light We've coming. seen your tweets. We acknowledge there is a problem. We're going to press on with it. But we I mean, apologise profusely. positively spin it, I mean, it's a little bit of ambience to it all. I know it's of no benefit to the listeners, but we are sitting in a boardroom full of paraphernalia that is far more important than anything we'll ever achieve. Like, there's mm. a Sheffield Shield in here. Yeah. There's Rick McCosker's hat from 1984. There's all sorts of... Uh, Do you remember when Brendan Julian asked us if we've ever lifted the Sheffield Shield because it's really heavy? Yeah. Like, why would I have done that, mate? Yeah. No. I'm doing a stupid podcast yeah. with two blokes I hate. <laughs> I carry them every day. Yeah. <laughs> but we're going to, uh, we, we've got a, it's, it's a, it's a special show in a sense, but it's got a literary bent to it. We're going to have Jeff Lemon on the show later to analyze club songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what you guys have been asking for. Uh, club songs mean a lot. It's a very deep ritual in cricket. We all sing them. Yeah. But very rarely do we actually think about what the words mean. So we've got yeah. two clubs whose songs we're going to analyse with the literary voice of our generation, uh, Jeff Lemon. So let's talk about the cricket quickly. Mm. Day two, Pez. Yeah, we're, so we're approaching afternoon tea as we record. Yep. Pakistan at two for nothing. Uh, Australia made a million we runs. Made a million. Yep. The two main things out of today, as this match just, uh, you know, lumbers to uh, its inevitable conclusion, some sort of victory on late day three, yeah. early day four. Yeah. I was going to say it, mm. uh, that, that's unwise. Pete Hanscom made 100 and he was out, hit wicket. Two things that um, I guess we could both have predicted. And uh, Hilton Cartwright <laughs> debuted and made a kind of tantalising 37. It was a 37 that promised much more. His first ball for four, yeah. he looked like a kind of a strong front-dogging front dog. ball machine automaton that yeah. is perfectly suited to a wicket like the SCG. Let, let's talk about Cartwright. There was lots of right. conjecture over his selection. Well, what did you make of innings? Well, it was 37, and I've mm. never seen a 37 I didn't like or want desperately. <laughs> um, look, he looked pretty good on what did seem a pretty docile pitch against a pretty even more docile attack. Mm. Um, their hearts certainly weren't in it. Pakistanis, and uh, but he did look good. Is it enough to get on the plane to India? We talk a lot about the plane to India. Mm. <laughs> um, I might need to take two planes to India. The amount of people have been tapped for it. But um, I guess that's going to be the real talking point for mine and the country about Hilton Cartwright. Is is this thirty seven enough to go to India? Yeah. Didn't yeah. didn't he really look like? I mean, you just used the word looked good. Yeah. Uh, to me, that was the thing I took away from it. Like he looks like an Australian cricketer who is made to look good. He yeah. looks like the He's, prototype yeah. Australian cricketer. It's, it's, it's chest, it's biceps, it's straight lines. His uh, elbow's high, mm. the ball comes down and comes off the bat really fast at good angles. Mm. And um, he's very strong through the V, which is, you know, any self-respecting Australian 
should be good at. Hilton Cartwright, I've got nothing against Hilton Cartwright. He may he may very well follow the account. He may be a fan of ours, and I, mm. and I he, he may play three hundred and fifteen Test matches. You wish I, him well, Bernard. Uh, I wish him well, but I if I was ever going to bat in a scenario in my debut Test, I would have batted today. Yeah. The wicket was flat AF. Mm. Um, the yep. bowling was disinterested. The fielding mm. was awful, mm. um, and it was just a lovely setting. Sun was out. Uh, and it just it, it looked easy I guess he made it look as, as easy as he, as he would have liked it would be his repost and rightfully so but it just looked so easy so I, I found it really difficult to tell if he is ready to bat six for Australia in a test match even though he literally did that thing this morning at the SCG in front of all well, the Well I mean guys. look what happened with uh, Maddinson he went out you know under lights on mm. his debut right out well, I think he got mm. Got a duck off twelve balls. Mm. Looked all at sea and yes. all at sea ever since. Still at sea. <laughs> Still um, that's right. Somewhere in international waters. Life, <laughs> yeah. But um, imagine if he came in on this setting and then hit hundred, and would be talking about him for India and would his test career take a different trajectory? Uh, it's really just being in the right place at the right time now. Yeah, timing is everything. Callum Ferguson would have killed fifteen people and probably his own mother to, yeah. to bat today as yeah. in his debut innings instead of that uh, Hobart on a seeming wicket against yeah, uh, against, against Aaron and Rabadi. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he only got run out. I suppose. Yeah. So, so we're gonna. We, we figured like rather than every single person's gonna have a take on the cricket, we're actually you know in the press box. That it, it's just full of takes. And full I guess of takes. before we get into what's happening in the press box, how often do you think someone in the press box is gonna say about Hilton Cartwright? Well, you can only play what's in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> you can only play what's in front of you. There's literally yeah. an, there's, there's an echo reverberating the press box here at the SCG. Yeah. Yeah. People who have said that, and you've just added to that echo. Yeah. It, it, Thirty-seven just as a score, three-seven. It's like Hilton Cartwright was brought into the team on that word promise. It is the most promising score I would venture of any score you could make. Put any number together in cricket, 37 is the one that makes people go, oh, oh that wets the appetite. You can round it up to anything. Yeah. Like, not even just 40. Yeah. 37 is anything. Yeah. Like, I it's don't like 37 because my OCD is at 13 from 50. The same way that 87 is an unlucky yeah. score in Australia because yes. it's 13 from I never 100. put that connection together. But I was, never, to me, I was never good enough to make hundreds consistently, so, you know, 37 was as good as it got for me. Um, it's right. a, well, I like it because it's a big 30. Yeah, it's, it's a daddy 30, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's but, like, but it's also 40 odd. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. So it's, it's anything you want it to be, isn't it? It's the perfect score. How many score. Can, uh, Hilton Cartwright You're 40 odd. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you're 40 odd. Or a daddy 30, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're a daddy It's like a stepdad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. But because we saw some things in the press box. Today, well, we figured we rather than go, you know, go through the take of the game. No one cares what like, why don't we? Why don't we try? And, we're not elites of the press box. In nah. fact, the main feeling towards us in there is that you, are, you guys, are new media uh, people who threaten us. And, yeah, everyone actually actually <laughs> sitting at lunch. People started taking chairs away from our table to sit amongst each yeah. other. Gus no Warman took four chairs from our table. <laughs> yeah, these used I need them for HG. Yeah, Jules or the boys. Right. No girls. Yeah, but when you go to, when you go to the press box, like most people say, there's a big separation. Between like the uh, the Channel Nine guys, the radio guys, the print journals, and now that we, now we're a new entrant, we're the media, yeah. new media people, yeah. uh, the social media people. Nobody's talking to we us. We literally sat at lunch on our phones tweeting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's what we did. Whilst Gus Warren gathered his friends around. The, so Gus Warren has more friends than us. Yeah. is the situation. Yeah. in this current state of Australian cricket. That's right. Well, look. Anyway, <laughs> but but we thought we might try and take you into the press box anyway and, and pretend we're elite, as it were. We saw we've seen a couple of things that you wouldn't ordinarily see None. on TV. None. So. Um, I guess just to kick things off, we're getting coffee today, and um, everyone else was getting a coffee too. There was a cappuccino order, there was a latte, Slats was there, Pidge was there, and I say Pidge, 
Uh, I've never met him before. I was in a list with him. Yeah, and slats. Yeah. And uh, and there was Brett Lee uh, asking for a protein shake. Yeah. Well, he had his own protein shake. He mm. brought his own shaker, and he and he boldly just went up to the barista mm. and just grabbed the skim milk. Obviously, skim milk. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just um, poured it in all of it. He poured know, he poured it in and just three dollars like, a liter. Yeah, and just smiled at everyone. Yeah. It was a million dollar smile. Yeah, like, he was. He looked he looked like, wonderful. He looks yeah. good. How many yeah. wheat bix were in the protein shake? Well, <laughs> well, that's I, right. I didn't. I was scared to ask because obviously you know Channel Nine. Yeah. So that was the first thing we saw. The big thing. The big takeaway for me. Yeah, you have one big takeaway. Big takeaway for me today was we all um, watched Peter Hansen at the back of the press box score his 100th run today that and he just, scored. And just to set it up, mm. we were sort of obscured by people, so you correctly moved to a spot yeah. where you could got to get a really good view with the express purpose of watching Hansen score his 100 run, and we followed suit, so we stood next to you. I still feel like we're still like salt of the earth, guys, that we still enjoy like that moment. That, yeah. Because like, you're watching someone, like your dream, someone else achieve your dream, yeah. and I had to watch that because I wanted to watch it myself. Yes. And so Hanscom turned one to, to mid-wicket region, scampered through for a single, and I and I looked to my right, and Ian Chappell's there. On his, literally a metre in front of me. Literally a metre in front of me, my right hand side, I looked over and Chapel, not even watching the game, was reading about the, the Orioles pitching rotation in the Major League Baseball. That's what he was reading up on yeah. um, before he went back yeah. to where yeah. his various media commitments. Yeah. So, that was, so that's what I thought. Well, obviously, so Ian Chapel hates cricket. So he's good in our books. Obviously, our careers in the media box will last long as, as we uh, <laughs> spend every podcast laying dirt on everyone who's <laughs> yeah. in there privately. But I think it's good to humanise Ian Chapel. He's not a cricket nuffy. You know, he's interested in what's happening, you know. In an offshore, offshore domestic mm. baseball league. Yeah, I, I think, think it's too. His pitching credit. rotations are important. Well, I heard <laughs> yesterday. You guys were obviously at the ground yesterday. I was in Melbourne, but um, he was commentating, and it was awesome. While everyone else is talking about sort of you know, pitch and slats and and all the stories from the nineties, mm. Ian Chappell was giving us a um, a bit of a masterclass on Alan Kipax's late cut. And I was like, "That's real." I found that really classy. So I'm 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 yeah. I'm a Chappelle convert. I'm, I'm a big Chappelle guy. Peter Hansen could have learned a lesson from that. He literally played that late cut today behind the stumps. Mm. What you wouldn't give to score 100 at the SCG and then just go, I'm seeing two, well, I'm just going to kick my stumps over. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> New dream. New yeah. dream. Yeah. Do, you think, do you think hit wicket is the best way to get out, the most alpha way to get out? Because well, you're just getting yourself out. You're just truly getting the thing yourself that you fear out. the most. Yeah, yeah. It actually reminded me of something. Someone tweeted to us. It was a screenshot of the my cricket mode of dismissal yeah. across all my cricket stats for the year. Yeah. And 100 people in the country this year have been timed out. Oh, this year, I say 2016, the last 12 months. Yes. Have been timed out. 100 people Jesus. have been timed out. How many suicides yeah. have there been this year? <laughs> yeah. There's a book on that. <laughs> there actually is a book on that. Suicide isn't funny, but um, uh, I think on the timeout question, let's use the power of social media. If you're one of those 100 people and you listen to the Great Cricketer podcast, and let's face it, you play part yeah. cricket. Yeah. Uh, let, let, through what's it. Like, the story? How did you get timed out? Like, yeah. did you just not get your pads on in time, or were you like off yeah. at seven eleven getting tea? Yeah. yeah. How did we need to know the scenario? Yeah. It wasn't circumstances. a dream. So in grey cricket, in proper cricket, um, not like any Nuffy's played, but mm. um, oh, Nuffy's been the listeners' point yeah. listener. Um, Let's ostracise <laughs> our listeners and the press. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, I don't have any friends anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean, like in grey cricket, you always think like everyone. The conversation always is. I'm trying to get to the point. Is that you? Always ask, has anyone ever been timed out? That's always the question when, when the next batsman is waiting like five minutes to come in. But no one ever appeals because it's yeah. like when it's almost taboo to appeal yeah. for a timed out situation. But I mean, how bad must it actually be for this opposing side to actually appeal for mm. timed out? Like, how long has it actually got to be? Because it's I just imagine going like, like unison, like on cricket 96. <laughs> 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 yeah. Umpire giving it. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. There's always someone that goes, he's out, isn't he? He's got to be out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, would be, it would be a staggered, yeah. un- there would be a lot of yeah. people unsure of what's going on. Because the actual rule is like two and a half, three minutes, right? Yeah. But how long would it actually, it's got to be like close yeah. to 10 I've seen blokes yeah. take like New York five, minute. seven yeah, minutes. So have yeah. I, yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay. okay. So, so just, <laughs> just a couple of, we have had some nice exchanges in the press box as well. It's good for, you know, you guys went to the Dirk this morning and had a chat with him. Dirk as well, just call him first name. And yeah. Um, yeah. Chris Rogers then found out that Dirk Nannis had been on The Great Cricketer and immediately subscribed to the podcast so he could listen to it. Didn't mm. listen to his own one <laughs> or any others. He's like, I just got to hear Dirk Nannis' yeah. one. Um, at which point Dirk then said he'd retweet it. Yeah. Uh, which is great. Uh, he said he's not good on Twitter, and then you suggested he goes that he should change his. Uh, well, he needs he needs to have a separate account so he's yeah. not arrogantly doing his own. Well, so that's what we said. Well, like Twitter's great when you just write under a moniker that's not your own name. Yes. Uh, that's what you need to do. And <laughs> then you, you suggested he change his uh, yeah. name to Nurk Dennis. Nurk Dennis. Yeah. yeah. Simple. Yeah. So if you do see that come out, yeah. There's going to be ten thousand people following Nurk Dennis tomorrow. Mm. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean. Why, why don't we move it on to the main part of the show? We've got Jeff Lemon coming in. Yeah. Uh, we actually spoke to him a little bit earlier, to be honest. One thing I failed to mention when we did talk to him is that he is the editor of a literary journal, Going Down Swinging, um, which gives him wonderful credibility to uh, to do this. So here's Jeff. Big day? No, big night. I've got to clean up the last two wickets, sing the song, do the covers, sing the song, drink 42 beers in the sheds, have a shower, sing the song, publicly objectify my teammates' ribs, compare sizes, tell everyone how good I was when I was 17, go to a strip club, lie to my wife, then spend all of Sunday being an emotionally absent father and husband. (sighs) Big nights start with grade cricket. Lying to yourself has never been harder. Well, there's a very ABC flavour to the great cricketer over the last couple of shows, if you'll agree, heavy. boys. Heavy. We had Dirk Nannis in yesterday. Well, you guys did. Uh, there was Rogers a couple of weeks before that. And it's our distinct pleasure today to have in this uh, whirring cricket New South Wales boardroom. Uh, well, the, vo- the, the voice of our generation, I think, when it comes to cricket writing, Jeff Lemon. Jeff, Hello. The voice of a generation. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I could be a voice of a generation. And I, I like that immediately you're going into modern literary references because we're here today to analyse what everyone's wanted to analyse on the show. I mean, we just get a, you know an unprecedented amount of requests to. Um, pardon me, I thought someone was just coming to the room just to uh, to analyse. <laughs> We've clubs. been rumbled. But we're, we're analysing club team songs because, as we all know, there's. Um, well, when you win, you need to celebrate, and you celebrate through song usually. Mm, and every right. good club worth its salt has a strong club song that they can hang their hat on at the close of play just before they have the shower together and dip into everyone's eyes when naked. But an interesting part of sort of button-down Australian masculine culture where it's like, don't don't show your feelings much ever, but we do need to sing. Yeah. We do need to celebrate through song. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It's quite a, like, I'm quite proud that at least Australian cricket male culture has some ritual you know, attached to it and it's a really important ritual and everyone does it differently mm. usually there's nudity usually something's being broken but each song is kind of common for the mm-hmm. for one thing the opposition always yep. think it's shit so yep. we're actually going to yeah. go through yeah. shit song shit that's a shit song say yeah. every, we say it every week especially yeah. they beat us by innings but it's a shit song, shit song. Yeah. 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 have and you yeah. ever heard yeah. anybody say not a bad song yeah. it's yeah. actually, <laughs> really actually got a really good beat yeah, yeah. yeah. actually <laughs> harmonies this week yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, key th- the key thing when you're actually harmonising a song because no one actually sings a club song there's no there's no acapella. They chant. Mm-hmm. They chant it and it's yeah. very barbaric. And there's always right. 
whacking your whacking your yeah. bat, yeah, or your yeah. second bat, or your third yeah. bat. If yeah. you play for you know a, yeah. a, a socially elite club, mm. um, you whack it against a bin or mm. against a bench or against the door, yeah. or, or sometimes you leave the door open so the other blokes, the blokes who play for the ship bloke club, mm. uh, yeah. which is every club except for yeah. yours, mm. um, they have to hear the song. So yeah. then they can, they can say shit song, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and in terms of melody, I mean, go no further than, say, the Geelong Football Club in the AFL basing their song on, on Toreador from Carmen. Listen to, a, <laughs> listen to an opera singer performing that and then listen to, uh, say, you know, oh, I don't know, Tom Lonergan belting that out. And, uh, yeah, there are no notes. Well, so, yeah. so that's why we've got you on the show because you're an expert when it comes to kind of analysing the literary form, you know, of song, of poetry. Um, Dissecting. Yeah, exactly. Because and maybe our audience will be horrified to learn that some of the songs that we sing are actually deeply rooted in, uh, in a quite historic culture and quite like high highbrow kind of stuff. And, um, mm. I'm, I'm looking forward to learning more. So we've got two songs today, two team songs that we're going to go through, and they're close to our hearts because they're from two clubs that uh, each of us played at. Mm. Uh, shall we name? The clubs, or would that be? Well, the first club we're going to analyse is the North Sydney so Bears. Yes. So we're going to say, so yes. It's in the song. It's in the song. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. Yeah. pretty yeah. There's no doubt at the yeah. end of the song yeah. which yeah. team. Yeah. 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 It's actually Pakistan's team song, but it starts with, <laughs> it starts with North Sydney Bears are coming. Yeah. <laughs> so is, we're going to go stanza for stanza, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, do you, Dave? Do you want to take us away for the first stanza yeah. of the North Sydney club song? Then we're going to ask Dr. Lemon here, if you will. Just for his thoughts and analysis on what it actually means. Sure. So this is the North Sydney Bears club song. Uh, there are four parts to it. It's it's a verse, chorus, verse, chorus structure. Obviously. Close. Always ask that when I go to a club. Yeah. North Sydney Bears are coming. North Sydney Bears are here. We all good, full of Bob Hope and gallons of pig's ears. Okay. Now can I... Jeff, please can I quickly analyse this. What strikes me at first is the temporal confusion. North Sydney Bears are coming. Said that. Yeah. North Sydney Bears are here. Mm, Which yeah. is it? Are they coming? <laughs> be are they here? Yeah. So have they lost face at the beginning of the song by doing that? I, or at least lost the I reader? I just think they don't necessarily know where they are. That's, or, or that's what true. That's very um, true, yeah. Usually true. Percy's. Uh, yeah. Are they, were they about to arrive uh, and they thought they should probably send a text? Earlier, yeah. Even though they'd be there in a couple of minutes, they're like, I'm late enough that yeah. someone will probably be cracking the shit, so I'm going to get the sort of early apology texting just to smooth the late arrival. Oh, okay, yeah. Or you, you send a text that says, I'll be there in two minutes when you know you'll be there in ten because you know that that buys you a few more minutes of goodwill. Yeah. Um, were they already here and they forgot to tell you they were coming, but then they've arrived and now they're outside texting <laughs> saying, well, we're on the way. Yeah, they know they're ringing. Yeah. Like These folks on their mobile phones. Where are the bears? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, where are the bears? That's yeah. what I want to know in that yeah. first sentence. Uh, I also want to know what Bob Hope has to do with this. So, so there they say, "We all good, full of Bob Hope," and that's deliberate. That actually, yeah. you might think we, grammatically, "We all good, full of Bob Hope" is wrong, but it's quite deliberate. Bob Hope is the traditional rhyming slang for dope. Uh, oh, which two is okay. is uh, so marijuana? I mean, that's partake okay. in, a, mm. in a recreational. It's interesting. Substance. I didn't realise there was a big crossover between sort of four twenty culture and mm. club cricket, <laughs> no. as it Coachella. Mm. Yeah, hollowing out the bat handle and yeah. <laughs> turning it into a, a kind of shaman sure cricket. Mm. The important thing with drugs and cricket is you've got to be taking the right kind of drugs. Yes. Right. and like perhaps when when. When you guys were playing a few years ago, the right kind of drugs were marijuana, but actually it's been, it's been a shift in culture. Really? Um, and now, like, you're looking at your, your heavier methamphetamines, cocaine. Uppers. Yeah. Uppers, yeah. yeah. Whereas right. now marijuana is the is the outsider's drug, and, yeah. now, and now it's the wrong kind yeah. of drug. Yeah, okay. So, again, North's behind the eight right. ball. I need to update there. So marijuana's... Yeah. Well, not literally behind the eight ball, because that's, that's a different <laughs> yeah, situation. Yeah, I mean, yeah. wrong, wrong... Uh, 
So marijuana is a sort of a, a weak drug. It's like weak. A, it's yeah. Yeah. weak. It's weak. It's weak. You can't be. You can't get your chest out and, yeah. Yeah. and dominate yeah. with can't, marijuana. Can't get the biceps pumping. You can't be Steve O'Keefe taking yeah. a wicket last year just doing the glow stick dance. Yeah, that's right. No, he's, he ain't full of Bob Hope or no. good flow. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Um, and, and gallons of pig's ears. Yeah. That also. I mean, a lot. There are a lot of things that stand out to me. We all good. We all good. Now, so we're still at the third line. We all good. <laughs> that that uh, it sounds to me like. We were mentioning this earlier. It's a, it's kind of hip hop, yeah, mm. style, street. grammatical style. We yeah. all good. Yeah. We all good for the puppet. Um, Tribe called Quest. Okay. Yeah, that, mm. that's that's kind of the vibe <laughs> that I'm getting. And then they're going with pig's ears, which is definitely Cockney rhyming slang. Yeah. Yes. So there's an interesting cultural mash. Yeah. yeah. We're, right. we're we're in an overlapping, you know, dissolving shores. The boundaries between cultures are starting okay. to become mm. permeable. Mm. Uh, <laughs> is this just a, a sign of modern contemporary multicultural Australia? Yeah. Uh, that's well, what I thought when I first heard it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's actually an interesting because North Sydney is actually quite representative of a very affluent area of Sydney. Right. All yeah. people who play for that club think they're in the hilltop hoods. So this, yeah. this feels like very okay. much... Yeah, so it's a, we didn't play at that club. So it is a very homogenous kind of culture at North, but what we're learning, I suppose, through mm-hmm. its song is that it wants to create more of a cultural mm-hmm. match. I think maybe it is a bit more progressive. And, but the fact that they're using gallons, now, does that tap into, say, a West Coast US culture thing where they still on the imperial <laughs> yeah. system? Yeah. Or is that more like a sort of late 50s Australiana <laughs> where it hasn't actually evolved since that time and the old blokes at the club who actually once used gallons, you know, and they're like, that'll be four pounds. Yes. Twelve <laughs> shillings. Yeah. Um, for that gallon of pig's ears, my good boy. Yeah. I, you know, What's what's uh, what's where is where are these cultural influences coming from? I want to know sort of the provenance of this, uh, of this yeah. song. To well, yeah. I want to know if there's ever been a conversation yeah. like this in the Cricket New South Wales boardroom where they kind of pick Steve well, War as well. Well, let's let's move on to the yep. s- the second verse, or yeah, I think it's the chorus yep. that it's meant to be. Mm. We're the doyens of our nation. Better drunks you'll never see. We're a bunch of total desperates. We're the bears of North Sydney. <laughs> yeah, and interesting that you. That stress there on the yeah. uh, that, that's on what's the really awkward syllable. in the last line because mm. uh, so Sydney, so the word Sydney, mm. that's what you refer to poetically as an as an iambic foot. Mm. Um, oh, sorry, yes. as a trochaic foot. Okay. Uh, so so you have an iam has an unstressed syllable followed by a stressed syllable, okay. yeah. and a choker has a stressed syllable followed by an unstressed syllable. Um, Fascinating. Yeah. So if <laughs> If I if I say yeah, most of our place names, Australian culture tends to go with the, the hard stress first. It was Sydney, everything hard. Yeah. Melbourne, Adelaide, yeah, Sydney, yeah. Brisbane, you know, always hard. We know to fuck about. Yeah. Yeah. Go yeah. hard, go hard at the start, yeah. tail off at the end. That's right. <laughs> That's the Australian. Yeah. Set the pace. Air foot on the throat um, early. Yeah. Water dominate. Yeah. Whereas say the word, the word like performance has the the, the stresses on yeah, the second, second syllable. So if you if you started a line somehow with that word, which yep. you, might, you might if you're in a sort of KPI achieving mm. sort of club, mm. you know, we're all about Nossa. processes and the structures, so, <laughs> um, then, then then you might have performance in your team song. I don't know. Uh, but it, it's interesting that they've got that mm. uh, that structure and then they've totally fucked it up by yeah. putting it at the end of the line because mm. it's Sydney. You have okay. to rhyme never see with North Sydney. Yeah. Now, you know, whereas you could... Maybe you should try ending it with bears because yep. that's a that's a single syllable. You mm. can kind of leave that where you know better drunks are on your stairs. Yeah, we're a bunch of total desperates from North Sydney. We're the bears. Yeah, you know? yeah, oh, it's complex though. Again. I'm yeah, just imagining a bloke hitting a bin to that. That's very yeah. difficult for him to maintain. Well, wait till we get to the Gordon song because there's some strange rhythms to that. <laughs> shall, shall we move along? Let's move to the third. Yeah. Can I just yep. read this one out? Yeah. Um, cool. Well, this is your favourite verse. This is my favourite verse, uh, having played at the club as well. So this is for you, Jeff. Just mm-hmm. what are your thoughts? We have a reputation for making lots of noise, for cooting any sort of map, not tolerating toys. Mm-hmm. 
Um, any questions? <laughs> any questions, or is that just okay. pretty straight yeah, up? That's probably obvious. Yeah, unless it's a sort of abbreviation mm. to do with Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> <laughs> Can you explain cooting? The, the concept well, of word cooting. can't because it's got a little squiggly line under yeah, it. Yeah, that, and that, that's um, it's rhyming slang. Presuming it's a verb, I coot, you yeah. coot. Yep. He coots. It's yeah, so rhyming slang for a... For a famous rugby league player um, from the sort of 60s and 70s mm-hmm. who played for Souths called so Ron Coote. So Gallons. Yeah, that's right. So this is the Gallons <laughs> Not era. in Gallons. But yeah, Ron Coote, famous South Sydney mm-hmm. player. So mm-hmm. cooting is now rhyming slang for rooting. I see. Yeah. Okay. And map is just obviously female genitalia. Right. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. Yeah, because map. Because yeah. Australian men. So it's one of those really nice inclusive sort of lines mm. to have in a song. Well, it's a song for the family. Yeah, yeah. It's a song for uh, saying this is a bunch of sad men in a room yeah. who mm. are sure that no one outside the room will ever come in and yeah. no one will ever know what has happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a secret shame. Men rejoicing in their own company with their wives at home waiting for them to hopefully yeah. come home tonight. Yeah, yeah. or hopefully not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or not. The yeah. Okay, so it's, it's, a, it's definitely that beautiful sort of socially progressive, like... Mm. Um, you know, we're, we're not just a bunch of cavemen. Oh, wait, we are. Kind of, kind of thing. All right. Can, can I ask? Coaching any sort of map, not oh, tolerating. Sorry, what? you were talking. No, it's no, your please, show. Please. Um, I just wanted to ask, just the yeah. part at the start of that stand mm-hmm. where it says, we have a reputation for making lots of noise. Yep. Now, as a player of the club, mm-hmm. I'm not sure whether that's a reputation that Norths are trying to imbue <coughs> on others by just okay. saying we have one. Yep. It kind of implies that the reputation already exists as a result of others. It should precede you. You yeah. shouldn't have to say that we make lots of noise explicitly in your club song. Exactly. I think any time a person or organisation tells you what sort of reputation they have, yes. they probably don't have it. So they're yeah. probably not cooting maps. I, I I would guess that probably the cooting rate is a lot lower than the song would, would yeah. make you believe. Yeah. Um, so it's like a preseason when the, when the coach is running you through the, the culture that we have in this club in a PowerPoint, but you don't even know about it yet because he's just made it up. But mm. if there's one thing that Australian manhood is about, it's exaggerating cooting-related activities. Yes, yeah, um, I said that. Yeah, I mean, as, as have we all. Not tolerating toys. Now, does that mean sex toys? I Could mean, do. I mean, North will obviously have ambiguous. a right of reply to this. We, we talk to great clubs through this podcast okay. all the time. If anyone from the North Sydney Bears wants to reply explaining the meaning of the song, yeah. please feel free. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know where to get I'm in touch. Maybe, sure. maybe if you're cooting related activities that are like pretty standard, pretty down the line, you don't like to involve external paraphernalia. You, don't, mm. you know, you don't want to go to Sexpo. You don't want to sort of expand <laughs> your horizons. Maybe get into a bit of pegging. Yes. Uh, maybe, <laughs> yeah. you know, Jesus there are various God. lines that you can go yeah. down with. Traditional. Yeah. You know, they're like, no, no, just, just you and me. You know, yeah. that's all I need. And we don't um, tolerate no anything toys. otherwise. We're not getting any toys involved. Or are we back to this sort of hip-hop blend in? Where we're saying, I mean, toys. So if you're talking Hilltop Woods, for yeah. instance, yeah. you know, um, you, you've got more toys in a small kid's bedroom. Yeah. There's a, a line from Pressure MC. From <laughs> so for instance, I'm yeah. talking about the hip hop scene locally in Australia. Yeah. In Sydney, a toy in Sydney. Sorry, in, in, in Australian rap or in, or in, in most rap culture, is a rapper who's not very good. They're a pretender. They're a faker. Yeah. And then that's probably been expanded culturally to, culturally to take in other areas. So, for instance, if you were someone who was not actually good at consuming gallons of pig's ears mm. uh, and lots of Bob Hope, maybe you would be a toy as far as pig's ears go. Mm. You know, Jeff, as a, toy as a connoisseur of yeah. the local Australian hip-hop scene, given that the Hilltop Hoods mm-hmm. came about after this song was written, is it possible that Suffer and Pressure were borrowing from the North Sydney team song, Bev and White, etc.? Maybe they wrote the song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's entirely positive. It's, it's a less complex rhyme scheme. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you that than, than some of some of those that suffer and pressure have used we'll, in their work. We'll get on. We'll move on from North City to Gordon, which is the second club song we'll be analysing. Mm-hmm. He goes, uh, you, you know, 
an absolute stalwart of that club and Sam and I, we spent a bit of time there as well. Uh, it's arguably a different structure and, and maybe a more sophisticated structure. You, you can certainly tell us a little bit about it. Um, I'll start Please. with the, uh, the, the first couple of lines. Yep. We're proud to be part of the Gordon CC. We're fond of Bacardi and a schooner or three. We play all our cricket in true Gordon style, trying always to win by a proverbial mile. Okay. It's pretty so it, good. It's a little bit like the night before Christmas. Um, you know, towards the night before Christmas and all through the house. Oh, yes. Not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. Um, so you what, completely baited that song down. <laughs> like, so there's nothing cool about it anymore. Yeah. What, yeah. Uh, what they're doing here is, uh, so that's an anapestic yes. uh, meter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You've played at the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, you would, obviously it's in the handbook when you, mm, when you yeah. join up. But <laughs> interestingly, the... <laughs> The the anapest, serial anapest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's, that's a literary that joke. Like a literary joke, joke yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. literary slash Peter Hall crossover. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. There's a small Venn diagram. Yeah. <laughs> and you're um, in it. Yeah. So I'm right in the middle of it. I'm in the thick of quite a, quite a number of those. Um, interestingly, the first syllable of the line, though, is implied, so we don't actually have two beats at the start of the line. So we're proud. The first stress syllable is on the second syllable of the line. That's true when you hear it in person as well. Yeah. We're yeah. proud to be. We're proud Proud to be Isn't part yeah. of the Gordon yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. So two, two unstressed and twice, one stressed. One twice. Yeah, we're fond of Bacardi <laughs> and a schooner or three. Yeah, that, that. We're playing all the cricket in true Gordon style, trying always to win by we just fucked up the metre because we put A in there. Well, he goes, you can explain that sentence and how it's performed. Um, well, I'm not going to do an acapella version, but I mean, my big takeaway from the song, seeing that song, is that I've actually got, a, I had a bad experience with Bacardi when I was like 15. Yeah, so okay. for me, it's now like... Is that the Bacardi Festival? Yeah. 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 When you were 15. Yeah. <laughs> it actually wasn't that, but I should have gone to that mm. that year. Um, but uh, so, so therefore, I can't actually like drink it anymore. So I, right. well, I would never have a Bacardi. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Schooner or three, sure. Yep. Um, Bacardi, no. So, yep. so that's why I thought about changing clubs. Right. So it wasn't a sponsorship thing as well from Bacardi, to, in no. a way that perhaps Warner enjoys a good relationship with Toyota when he scores a hundred. Mm-hmm. Gordon don't have a no, relationship no with Bacardi. sponsorship, just with the local pub. Um, yeah. we get we get ten percent off um, premium premium um, draft beers, domestic right. only. Okay. Okay. But no Bacardi discount. No Bacardi. Yeah. So that's a that's a good win for them. We are yeah. even having it in the song now. As far as I know, most uses of Bacardi <laughs> in popular culture are used in songs so that you can then rhyme it with the word party at some other point sure. yes. um, okay. disappointing to see Gordon's haven't used party in yeah. any, in any uh, Bacardi related way um, it's a missed opportunity because well, Gordon always, yeah. always say soiree right I wonder if I wonder if they just use Bacardi because of you, it worked rhythmically you know mm. they tried a bunch of other I mean Campari could have worked yeah. yes of course a Campari or three Pim's Juggle and a schooner or three of Pink Grape it's probably an indicator in when this was written isn't it when Bacardi was at its peak almost definitely yeah yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. And Jägermeister didn't fit at that no. point. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but I'm interested. I mean, rhythmically okay. it would work if you're trying always to win by proverbial miles. That would that would be better, a better structural fit. So, but, um, but what's the A doing in there? The indefinite article? What's happening there? <laughs> Rhetorical question. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, certainly can't answer that yeah, from literary not, perspective. Not but we'll keep, we'll keep moving keep along. Yep. Um, so, brilliant analysis. Because you want to bring it home uh, mm-hmm. from we'll take on. Um, so then it goes on and says, we'll take on the district's Waitara away, then off to Merriweather at the finish of play. And then at this point, you insert the names of people who've done well on the song. So uh, I'll just use example here. So I say, there's Eddowes and Pez and Little Lemon. Yeah, put a little in front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's also oh, that's a champing yeah, sort of yeah, it's uh, champing champing related. Yeah. Yeah. It's great to be Gordon down old Chatswood way. Uh, so ideally, you need someone whose name ends in A at that point. 
Yeah. Just yep. for the rhyming. Sure, yep. sure. Uh, then it says... Or not necessarily he goes. I mean, you've sung the song. Do you not necessarily need someone ending with A? Uh, no, you don't know what you need to. Ideally, you'd yeah, want. Ideally, yeah. yeah, you're trying to like... For purity, you'd want it. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, there's, so, there's Singo and What's It and little JK. It's great to be Gordon down old Chatsworth. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ideally. So uh, that's, that's kind of your vote scenario. That's your 3 2 1 is who gets in the song. Exactly. That's, that's right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so is the little that's quite one. clever. The, the, the like one point out of 3 2 1? Or? Not necessarily. Yeah. It, it again, that's, the again that's like, quite yes. like, okay, fits in here. I, what I always used to do is I always used to sing my own name three times. Um, <laughs> oh, so everyone just starts chanting right. their own name just yeah. to see if well, they no can... one else did that but yeah. I always did it and okay. it made everyone look at me and made me yeah. feel really good because I yeah. performed well enough to actually right. get my name yeah. in the song okay. that was the only way to actually do it when you did that and turned around did you appear in the mirror and stab yourself <laughs> <laughs> why was I always naked yeah. and then the song we'll, we'll stick to the end but the, yep. the song the song finishes a Gordon for me a Gordon for me oh, you've missed the other if you're there. not a Gordon you're no use to me oh. the Ramwick's a brawl and then you say the opposition's name the Bears and all, but a cocky with Gordon's the pride of them all. Up, Gordon, get far, you bar. Does that mean get fucked, you bar? I think so. Yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah. Right. What yeah. else would it mean? Well, I mean, yeah. I, I assume so. What is a cocky, but a cocky we Gordon's? Uh, Gordon's yeah. got a history in, in Scottish heritage. So right. I think it's the stags. Yeah, it's stags. And there's some, there's some Highlander chat there. Um, right. So, so, so think... it makes more sense if you do it in the right accent. <laughs> yeah. You've all got to sing it like this. <laughs> That'd be good. Uh, Gordon for me. Yeah. Uh, Gordon yeah. for me. Yeah. Uh, a cocky wee Gordon's the pride of them all. Oh, he paints the club. Right? Sounds so much better. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it'll take me back. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Okay. So with the Randwicks are broad. Yeah, right. I've got old, problems with that. This is very old Lang Syme kind of stuff. I don't really yeah, know. Yeah, I, I have been told the history of the song actually, but I, I tuned out because well, right. Right. so Robbie Burns wrote this one, and he'll put throw the other one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a rich and varied cultural history. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and then there's that, that little verse in the middle. We've even got members from most other states, and all will agree that we treat them as mates. So that's untrue because anyone from a, any other state yes, is obviously relentlessly. Right. Well, yeah. that's that's actually not in the song. That's actually not oh. performed in the song, but it's on, oh, really? it's on the Gordon website. Oh, okay. So they're just paying lip service to their right. inclusiveness when yeah. in reality, yeah, you know, that's, anyone from anywhere else is somewhat scary. I mean, should we finish up with talk, having a, a broader conversation about these club songs? About what? I mean, these, mm. these, are just, well, these are just two examples okay. of clubs. This that is we my play question that, for, for Jeff because sure. I know Jeff's got to head off in a second to actually cover the cricket that's being played. Yeah, go back to his job. Yeah. Uh, so, Jeff, just with the, with both those songs considered, do you have yeah. a, a like a broad view of what each club would be like based on the song? Um, I'm guessing the second club's more pretentious. <laughs> yep. And, uh, and maybe the first club's less. Mm. Uh, I mean, when you literally say in your song, we are a bunch of total desperates. It's <laughs> quite self-deprecating. Yeah. I mean, it's not an endorsement. Yeah. You know, it yeah. doesn't speak of an inherent sort of self-confidence yeah. or worth. When I was weighing uh, up the clubs that, are, yeah, I was thinking of going to, I just looked at the website and saw the club song and went there. This yeah, is the um, kind of place thing. where I can, I can uh, blend in. Whereas the other one's all about pride, you know, it's all about... Uh, belonging, yeah. mm. it's all about identity, uh, it's about yeah. history, heritage, mm. which I yeah. suppose you're destroying by just going club to club. Mm. It's about white privilege. Yeah. 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 It's Trump. Yeah. <laughs> it's Trump. It's so much it's Trump, Trump in grade cricket, isn't What's it? In his head. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you had to choose one, which would it be? Uh, just on, just, just on yeah, metrical. On, yeah. on, on metrical precision, I'd go with the Gordon song. Okay. Um, but, and, you know, I've, look, I am fond of it. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I've been there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Some nights you think, 
I need to get myself in a state where I'm going to punch a wall. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, that just gets the job done. Yeah. <laughs> a remarkably quick rate. Well, thanks, German. Yeah. Uh, no, German. <laughs> German. <laughs> so, thanks, Germans. Thanks, thanks, Germans. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> thanks, Germans. <laughs> thanks, Germany. I can just see that, you know, just sort of Churchill, you know, late 1945, <laughs> with a caption just looking over the remains of London. Yeah. Uh, I think six people tried to speak then. Yeah, it's, like it all, it's always the way on the great cricket. No, yeah. absolute pleasure having you on, Jeff. Thank you for your time, <laughs> German. Sorry. Um, if Churchill had Twitter, that's what he would have posted. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh, you know, if anyone else got a club song they want to sing in for some analysis, then please do um, sing in, sing yeah. it back, sing it back to me as my logo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We great cricketers work hard. Everything has to be hard at all times. Work hard, circuit hard, just be hard. Never smart. Always hard. Boys, this third and final segment is the Ask TGC segment where we take your questions. Well enunciated. You being the listeners, uh, you can catch us with the hashtag AskTGC and ask us anything about cricket. Get us on Twitter. Get us on Facebook. Mm, I prefer life questions. Cricket is life. Cricket is life. Mm. Yeah, we'll start with cricket, but you know, honestly, you can put anything. Just put that hashtag in and ask us literally anything. Yeah. Um, literally. Literally anything. Mm. This first one comes from Jack McCauley. Um, and it refers to a Boxing Day backyard cricket fixture that he was involved in and umpiring. He says, while umpiring, my uncle on my dad's side mancated my dad without giving him a warning, which I ruled not out. Did I do the right thing by showing loyalty to my dad, who was playing a crucial Michael Bevan-esque role in his side's run chase, or did I miss a great opportunity to alpha him by giving him out and forcing him to head back to the veranda and help my mum score? Oh, okay. The the thing that stuck with me, which is just a little bit kind of fringe of the whole thing, is why he had to say that it was his uncle on his dad's side. I was like, yeah. well, where does the mum come into play there? Yeah, specific, like, yeah. There's some, I just, his mum's from Argentina, so the whole side of the family's over there. Yeah, yeah. that's what... Yeah, uh, serious, yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, I was just really focused on that, and I didn't even listen to the rest. <laughs> so, so, so basically what happened is, and like, fair enough, that was yeah. a distracting element of the yeah. question, um... So, his uncle on his dad's side, his uncle, yeah, his uncle. Yeah, his uncle. this yeah, bloke's yeah. uncle, yeah. man-catted his dad, yeah. so Jack's dad was man-catted right. by his uncle, yeah. obvious conflict of interest there, mm, mm, mm. he ruled not out, mm. so dad got man-catted by my uncle, it's not out, even mm. though he's out mm. under the rules of the law, mm. rules of the law, yeah. <laughs> rules of the law, yeah. mm. um, so he showed loyalty to his dad. Yeah, yeah. okay, should he have done so that? So should he have yeah. done that or not? Or did he miss a great opportunity to alpha him by giving him out and forcing him to head back to the veranda and help my mum score? Yeah, definitely, because cricket is a law-based game. And if you're, out, if you're encroaching over the crease, you're getting an advantage that you don't need. I mean, I'd like to know why he might have sided with his dad. You know, is the uncle an older uncle? Has he been withdrawing money from his dad? Yeah. Has he been embezzling money, you know, from the family, yeah. if that's possible? Yeah, family and business. If, yeah, if, it, if there are family business issues, then perhaps I would understand. <laughs> uh, have you ever it, been man in a ga- I've been man-catted in a real representative cricket game. Wow. And okay, given so out. How did that go down? Okay, so yeah. your reaction to this is quite interesting with some personal yeah, experience. Yeah, jerk and, and based in fear, yeah. Oh, you, how old were you? 12. That, that's, got to, that's got to be a root. And I was on 70-odd. Wow. Never hit a ton at that point. 70-odd, oh. so 60. 70-odd, yeah, I was 37. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, 
and I was man catted. I was on seven. I was going to hit a hundred. Yes. I'm a, I'm a kid in the under twelve rep team, yeah. about to hit his first hundred. Yeah. Really coming into my into my own. Mm. Yeah. And um, to, up until that point, it's the best thing you've done in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And uh, and and they all appealed, and the umpire gave me, and I went, and the it was up to the captain of the opposition team, oh. and they and it was basically it was like the emperor who like either thumbs up or thumbs down. What were you doing at this point just to slow it down? Like, did you like start kind of getting on your knees and going, please, <laughs> yeah. like yeah, yeah. spare me, have mercy? Yeah. I'm Russell Conn, gladiator. Yeah, just there on my knees, yeah. please spare me. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, um, <laughs> but then he goes, no, thumbs down, and I walk back to the pavilion, and then after during the break, I see the uh, the dad and his son having a stern talking to, um, oh. and the dad wasn't happy with his son for that. Oh. Yeah. So did, that, did that give you any – it's kind of like a victim statement yeah. being read out. Did it give you any kind of justice being served well, at all? Or? People kept telling me that, you know, the dad's not happy with his son. So I felt good that his family dynamic was being disturbed by this whole <laughs> Yeah. even if my dreams are being crushed in the process. Well, at the very least, your dreams were crushed, but he lost his relationship with his dad. Yeah, exactly. What's yeah. worse? And he never played cricket again, obviously. Yeah. So that ruined his he had to move out. He was 12. <laughs> can, 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 <laughs> I, can I ask, and you may or may not want to admit this on air, but like – because I know what would have happened if it were me, but given out man cat at that point in time, like did you immediately burst into tears? I, I cried the on the walk back to the to the pavilion. But <laughs> like, how long was the type of crying? Like, it, was, it wasn't blubbering, like tears strewn down nah, the face. Nah, nah, nah. But it was like yeah, welling was up bellowing. visibly, yeah. visible welling of the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. But also, I'm a young man coming into puberty. I can't mm. show any kind of emotion whatsoever. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been just that. a single tear. <laughs> a single tear. It's rolling down your eye now. Like, yeah. <laughs> Surely this is like the umpire. Like the umpire is putting a whole lot of responsibility on a young 12-year-old yeah. shoulders. Yeah. Like, that umpire is a coward. Yeah. Like, just but that kid's 12... never felt that much power since then. No, yeah, no. This is the manager of Office Works, yeah. but uh, always, always, a lot of so many great creators at Office Works. <laughs> yeah. So, so with that said, Dave, yeah. uh, what do you think uh, our yeah, listeners should have done? Uh, look, I, I, I like um, the fact that any man cat is given not out. I don't think it's in the spirit of the game. Yeah, you I should agree. at least get a warning, and especially on Boxing Day yeah. with your family. Yeah. Oh, you should think that. one warning. I just think that. I think it's funny. so you ruthlessly man cat anyone on Boxing Day. So I think it's funny. Oh, in a you call it ruthless. I call it applying the law. <laughs> I find it funny. Does the law apply in backyard cricket? Well, that's a great question. Is that so yeah. there's an essay yeah. on that? I, I, I've changed my view on man catting though because, because there's an electric wiki in backyard mm. cricket. There isn't one in real life. <laughs> mm. Mm. That's a good one. Anyway, um, he goes. Sorry. If, uh, Sort of common oh, no, I was just, just going to say, stream. I think in the backyard setting, I think it's funny to man catch someone mm. or like to throw a, a tennis ball at someone's head. Yeah. You know, but if you do that in real life, that's obviously yeah. frowned upon, particularly yeah. the bit where you throw a tennis ball at someone's head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think in backyard setting, man cat, yeah, funny. Man yeah. cat away. And, and, funny. Point, and point to laugh. Yeah. Until, yeah. The, until yeah. the uncle cries. Yeah. Okay. Well done. <laughs> um, this one comes from David Howard on the Twitter machine. He says, use the hashtag AskTGC. Can Sydney ever host a day-night test with a pink ball and pink everywhere else in the ground? Now, I know that's not a funny question, but I thought that's actually a very interesting point. Like a pink ball, like the, 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 the uh, Combank advertisements behind the bowler's arm is all in pink. Everything's in pink. Everyone wears pink on the third day. That's tomorrow. Um, uh, at, so it's, I thought it was an interesting question. Could that ever happen? Could Sydney ever have a day-night test? Uh, yeah, I mean, people have been complaining. You know, Bassman have been complaining about the pink ball enough, haven't they? I mean, imagine the uh, the whinging that would go on uh, if they did it at the SCG on yeah. day three. Yeah, are you saying that the players have to wear pink as well? 
Or was this just a pink ball test? Because you, you said that everyone was wearing pink. Well, oh, not everyone in, in the crowd. Uh, everyone in the crowd was pink. Don't they? I thought it was like you were talking about, you know, when the West Indies in the 70s had to wear uh, pink one-day shirts. <laughs> and they, they thought that was an affront to their masculinity yeah, and whether yeah. that would happen today. But didn't they look good, that West Indies team with the pink and that like yeah. hot pink? It looked so good. They weren't happy with it, though. They weren't happy with it, no. That was Kerry Packer offering them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I don't know. I'm sure it would become some sort of uh, news item, though. Hmm. You wouldn't really want to be James Sutherland talking to Glenn McGrath going, sorry, we can't raise money for this wonderful foundation because corporate dollars, mm-hmm. day-night test, sorry, mm-hmm. get out, new charity. Uh, Robert Ryan, come, yeah, Robert Ryan, at Robert Ryan 27 comes in on Twitter and he says, in under-14s, we bowled the side out for 12, all of which were ducks. As the off-spinner, can I continue to revel in the seamer's glory? Asked TJC. And he's, he's shown me a picture from The Courier, the newspaper The Courier, on Tuesday, October 28, 2003, Headline is amazing cricket. Team all out for 12. 10 ducks. So there's 12 extras, which yeah, is my big right. takeaway for some reason. Yeah. Not that there were 10 ducks, yeah. but the extras. Where's the 12 come from? Where's the 12 come yeah, from? Yeah, that was by media. Were there buys? Yeah. <laughs> so the keeper can't ever talk about this then. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this guy wants to know whether he can revel in the team's glory, the seamer's glory, yeah. even though he's a lowly off spinner who yeah. played no part in that 12. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Can, he, can, can he do that? Yeah, I, I think he absolutely. He like has, he, so. I could imagine him standing there with a beer or whatever going. saying, like, oh, yeah, we bowled a team out for uh, mm. 12 ones. Mm. And people have made the connection, oh, he's a year and off spinner, okay. But someone, well, what do you say then when someone goes, I haven't you yet? I think it's implied that he yeah. played no part in it, unless he opened the bowling, because clearly the first two blokes have just taken all the wickets. Because mm. they got out for zero. Well, that's true. Yeah, it was like, it's not like he came in on the 40th over and just ripped through them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It depends who he's talking to. Like, what if he's talking to, he's taking his uncle out who doesn't like the cricket because he wants to ask him for a loan or something. You know, down the track. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And then he's like, oh, we've got a team. He's trying, he's trying to show his wares. Yeah. You know, he's like, yeah. oh, we've got a team out for 12 months. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, so yeah, he can yeah. succeed and do yeah, things yeah. with resources. That's no, 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 good, yeah. And that, but, but I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the uncle goes, oh, did you take yeah, it with Robert's yourself? Obviously yeah, got a photo. I was part of out of the trust. Yeah, yeah Robert's, Robert's obviously got a photo of the head of the uh, newspaper, uh, front page newspaper, on, on his phone because he's tweeted it to us. He's um, definitely kept that in a scrapbook. So he's kept that in a scrapbook. Yeah, it's probably it's probably a screensaver on his phone. Uh, if I had to guess, and, and all through his LinkedIn. So um, his question is, can he continue to revel in seamless glory? He has, and he will continue to do so. Mm. I think it's a fair bit. Should we go one more, one more question, or do you think that'll uh, wrap us up? Nah, that'll do. That'll do. Okay, we've still got three more days of podcast, provided the match goes that long. And keep the questions coming. Mm. More of them, please. More of that. And anything ground-related, if you want us to do anything, if you want us to talk to the Richies or something, can't guarantee it. Got to be outside the ground. But uh, let us know. Ask TGC via DMs. See you tomorrow. Day three. Jay McGrath Day. Wear something pink if you're coming to the ground. Get in contact with us. You know how to do that. See you tomorrow. Cheers.